Thank you very much. Um, I feel a little strange standing up here. Probably some of you people out there are a little bit older than I am and feel I should be out there taking the notes as you people are doing. I'll give you a little bit of uh, background on, on myself and when I started playing... <laughs> When I started entering into my field and my category, and I believe I started when I was two years of age. And at that time, I started in the backyard. And I remember my father telling me that, fortunately, that I've been God-blessed with a little bit of talent in one particular field, as a lot of you people are, but in different areas. Growing up and working to my best ability and trying to put my most into what I wanted to be. And at the age of nine, and unlike Mr. Pockington, who at that age was selling and reselling cars, I was selling and reselling <laughs> hockey sticks. At the age of nine, I remember my first banquet that I ever spoke at. And I sat beside a gentleman named Gordy Howe, who was my hero and I believe one of the greatest people that ever lived. And I remember sitting there in front of 700 people and Gordy Howell telling me that when I get up there, and I was telling Gordy that I was very nervous, and Mr. Howell turned to me and he said, well, when you get up there, just tell them you're lost without a hockey stick and a pair of skates. And that's exactly what I did. But as I grew and as I got older, and at the age of 14, I had decisions to make and I enjoyed school and, and I tried to do my best in, in going to school as my parents wanted me to. Unfortunately, or, or fortunate for me, I was a little bit more gifted at something else. So at the age of 14, I moved away from home, which was a very tough decision that I had to make. Um, I've never been back home because of the fact that I've traveled and, and been to different cities now and different hockey clubs. At the age of 14, I, I left home. And, started a three-year period of trying to develop and, and become what I wanted to become. At the age of 17, I was fortunate enough that people like Mr. Pockington were around to offer me an opportunity and a chance to jump into professional hockey. When I did turn professional hockey at 17 and going into a whole new world and traveling all over North America and parts of Europe, I think that and what I want to stress to you people, and as I'm different than everyone else, and mostly I relate to Mr. Pockington because he's been uh, fabulous with me and I've learned so much from the man. But he was in a different situation than I was in, and I'm trying to show you people and, and maybe help you in, in your thinking. And, and that belief and my belief is that no matter how good you are and no matter how talented you are, that there's always going to be one person that is better and there's always one person that is more talented. I think that when I turned pro at 17, I believed that and I saw that in people. And at 21, I've been in professional hockey for four years, and I still believe that. And what I'm trying to say is that always surround yourselves with the best capable people and listen to their advice 
they're going to lead you in the right direction if you have the right people. I'm talking your family, your parents, people who are teaching you. And I think that with their help and with your ears open, and as Gordy Hell told me once again, that God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason, put it to use. And I believe that so strong. I believe that we become better people by believing that somebody else is out there and you're going to reach his goal and try to become that person. And then there's another person. And if you, if you believe that and you, and you live by that as I have lived by that, I think I've become a better hockey player for that. I think I've learned as a person from those people from that. I think that, as you people all realize, that God gave us a gift and thank him for that. But I think that as you look around, there's lots of people who are going to have ability. I've seen it, and I'm sure you people have seen it. Somebody has ability, but that's only half of the train. The other half of that train is the want to become that person. I think that if you put your ability and put your desire and your wants into that, I think that you're able to reach what you would like to accomplish. I've enjoyed coming down here. I feel very privileged and honored as a 21-year-old to be able to come down here and try to show you people and help you people in my direction and show you what I've accomplished or tried to accomplish. There's a lot more ahead of myself. There's a lot more ahead for you people. I wish you all the best and hope that you achieve what you'd like to achieve. Thank you. Um, I want to know what is the most common made mistake by the president? Most common made mistake. Um, I was thinking that uh, before I came up here that some of the questions, and I was telling Mr. Pogden, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle these questions, but I, very, I feel very relieved that you asked me that question. <laughs> <laughs> the most common mistake made by defensemen. Um, probably one of the most common mistakes, and, and if you've played hockey, um, that people make is, and people preach it over and over, that don't watch the puck, watch the person in his chest or in his eyes. And that's what most people do is watch the puck, and when you watch the puck, he's going to be gone. Okay, thank you. Oh, here we go. Oh, here. When did you uh, decide that your future was in hockey rather than business? When I was in grade nine and I got back my math exam, that was when I... <laughs> and I don't think that it was a matter of a decision. I, I, I went to school... Um, and I worked very hard at school. I wasn't a, an excellent student. I worked very hard at what I did accomplish in school. Um, I was just fortunate that I was blessed with talents in another area. And up until the age of 17, which was, uh, we say, grade 11 in Canada, I, I did go to school. And at that time, I had... Uh, just finished that, that grade and a man came to me offering me a professional contract to play professional hockey. 
I could have turned it down and went to grade 12 and went to college and university. Um, but I felt, and I still feel, that I learned a tremendous amount by getting out in the world, seeing the world, being and living with men, wives, children, that I learned a lot. I can always go back to school if I want to. I feel. <laughs> How would I feel if I got put back? Well, if our minor league team was in the United States, it wouldn't be that bad because you have to get paid American dollars. <laughs> I'd be very disappointed if I got sent back to the minor leagues. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen. Are you giving Mr. Pocket any hints down there? <laughs> yes. Um, I think that question, that's a tremendous question, and I think that more so for athletes than, than other people is to be pre prepared to what you want to do when you finish, only because our uh, career span may only be four, five, six years. I'm fortunate that at 17 I broke into professional hockey. Hopefully I have another five, six, seven years left. And as I said earlier, to surround yourself with the proper people, I believe that I've surrounded myself with the proper people, starting with your family, starting with your uh, marketing business, uh, financial advisors, those types of people. I started three years ago doing 7-Up commercials. Uh, I eventually got into more commercials, public speaking. Uh, I've done specials, uh, TV specials, Paul Anka specials, things like that. Uh, I've left that avenue open that I'd like to pursue the acting side of things. I have people who are showing me the right direction in business. Um, I can go that route. Um, if I want to and if I choose to do, maybe when I retire I'll stay in hockey. So I'm leaving myself open to different avenues and hopefully when I do retire that I can step right into those avenues and I don't want to hang around and, and look for things to do. Last question, please. Yes, I was completely astounded, as I'm sure most Americans were, by the amazing success of our 1980 U.S. hockey team in the Winter Olympics. And um, I was wondering if you'd please comment on what you thought was the key to their amazing success. Well, I, I think that, um, number one, the, the, the fact that the Olympic Games were played in the United States of America. And if you go back to one of the earlier hockey games, they were losing to Sweden 2-1 to one with about two minutes left. And, and they scored a goal to tie the game. And eventually they tied that game and went on to win a few more games. And as they got their confidence and as they started to uh, rise to the occasion, uh, the media, the people around Lake Placid seemed to forget about all the other events, uh, with the exception of maybe Eric Hyden, but focused everything on to the Olympic hockey team from an early stage. Uh, their emotion was running so high and their beliefs were, were so big that there was no one that was going to beat them that particular day. Uh, I bet if they were to play a 4-7 to seven series, the outcome might have been a little different. But that particular day, uh, no one was going to beat them. Uh, they, they had risen to that occasion, and their emotion played a, a great part in it, and I think that's what carried them through. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.